This is the MFG cast. Everybody, this is Kurt, and this is D. Wyatt. Oh, welcome to another amazing episode of the MFG Cast Maximum Fun with Gaming. We're going to be talking about the I cut you choose mechanic, which apparently doesn't exist that much in games. But I just wanted to talk about it because after playing a certain game at a certain convention, which you've already heard, and we'll talk about that a little later here. I just I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about so. Yeah, I was going to say, according to BGG, it doesn't even exist as a mechanic, Kurt. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, we're going to call it a mechanic right now. We're going to we're gonna put BGG on notice. Hey, BGG, if you actually ever listen to anything, including us, which is probably not ever going to happen, make it a mechanic. Yeah, the entire entity known as BGG, you're on watch. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We put you on watch. But before we get deep into that... Let's talk about what we've been playing recently, because we haven't done that for a bit. So let's talk about some things. And let's kind of bounce back and forth, just because I kind of like that, instead of one of us just kind of dredging on for a little bit, and then the other person dredging on for a little bit, for a lot, I should say. So in other words, you don't like it when I prattle on for 25 minutes? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just I can't fucking say I start falling asleep, get droopy-eyed. <laughs> you know, I start to wet myself a little bit, because I wet myself when I sleep. A little known fact. I'm just kidding. That doesn't can't, matter. Can't wait for you to stay with us in a week. Ah, yes. I hope. I can't wait to sleep on your couch. I'll go first. One of the things that I actually got in the mail from Kickstarter that I had been waiting for 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 actually not as long as I had actually hoped, which was kind of cool. We were able to get a copy of our Mint Ten Mini Skull Duggery by Subcart Games. If you know anything about Subcart Games, they make the their Mint Ten Mini series where it's just a little ten with a little bit of usually it's dice and then something else and just a little fun game. The last one that they had that we played, the Mint Ten Mini Apocalypse, I really dug. Uh, we haven't played that for a while, and I'd actually like to bring that one back out again and actually play it with this game. But uh, it was nice to get get this copy. I actually ordered one for Dan and Kim, too, so it'll be awesome to bring it to Ooh. them. And just let you know, I'll tell you at, tell you what you need to do at the end, but we have an extra copy to give away to you. So just listen to the end, and we'll kind of show we'll tell you how the details on how to get a copy of that. But this game is very simple. So basically what you have is you have three dice, you have a decent amount of white skulls, you have a decent amount of black skulls, and you have some crystal skulls. And what you do is at the beginning of the game, you both, you and it's a two player game, you and the second player take one of the D6s and you roll it. Whoever it rolls highest gets to go first. And then you roll for what's called the spirit dice, okay? So then you roll your dice, and whatever number comes up, that is your spirit dice. And you're trying to roll that number to get skulls. Skulls are your points. The white skulls are worth one point, or if you roll one die, you get that for one point. If you roll 
two dice and you get two of that number, that's the spirit dice, then you get five points, which is the black skulls. Um, you start off with these crystal skulls. And the crystal skulls, what they what they do is at any time during your opponent's roll, if they roll one of the uh, one of the spirit dice, you can use that crystal skull to basically smash that spirit dice, and it takes it away. <laughs> um, while you're rolling, if you come up with no numbers of the spirit dice, then you play passes on to the other person. Actually, this is not a two player game. This is a four, one to four player or two to four player game, not one to. No, there it is a one one to it is a one to four player game. So you can't play. They have solo rules too. So you you know, if you don't roll that spirit dice number, then you have to roll it or you, then you have to hand it to the player on your left and play kind of goes around. You play till 15 points and you have to hit it exactly. If you go over, then you bust and you just stay at the points that you're at and you continue. Um, there's some other awesome mechanics of this game. If you th- if you roll all three dice and you roll the same number, even if it's the spirit die number, then you commit skullduggery basically, and you have the, the, it comes with this coin, and it has one side where it has I can't remember exactly what it is. It's like the skull on a totem or something like that. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember. Like a custom die, you mean basically? Uh, no, it's a coin. Oh, coin. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a custom coin, actually. Yep. And that comes out in the middle of the table. You For rolling those three dice, you um, or those three numbers together, you get a crystal skull. The next time someone rolls three of a kind like that, you commit skullduggery. You turn it to the other side. It's got the skull with the wings. And then everybody passes all of their skulls to the person on their left. So basically what that does is it kind of changes up. So if you're doing really good and you think you've got it, you can, you know, commit skullduggery and have a real pass it. You could also do it where, like, you're rolling bad and then all of a sudden you're collecting, you know, you're not collecting as much. You roll that those three numbers again and then, you know, somebody could pass their points to you. You know, it, it's just a fun little easy game of just, you know, chance and... You know, trying to, you know, use those crystal skulls to kind of crush the other dice to kind of get them to either get less skulls or not no skulls and they lose their turn. So, it, you know, it's it's just a fun little game and it's just a great addition to the Mint Tinny, uh, Mint Tin Mini collection. Boy, I really always have a hard time saying that. So That sounds pretty cool, but, man. Yeah, super fun. Now I'm actually looking forward to your visit. So not only do we get to spend time together, but we get to try this thing out. Yeah, I'm, I'm always impressed when, like, small titles, like, not even small titles, like, small size games can actually, like, you know, pack to wall up like that. So, uh, recently, uh, been re-exploring some of the Arkham Horror card game, and uh, you know what, man? That thing is still really good. I, I've been getting on a big co-op kick lately with stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Howard and I started deciding to journey into some Dunwich Legacy. And, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Like, I do like, you know, how the new characters mix things up. And, you know, you get a little bit new of a mechanism here and there. Nice. Um, but in addition to that, Howard recently at the Dreamation uh, auction picked up the game Thunderbirds. It's like, I think that it's like the 50th anniversary not too long ago of that show. Um, I don't know if you heard about it or not. It was like the basically like almost like a... Team America <laughs> from South Yeah, exactly. I think that's where they I think that's where they got it from, basically. But it's actually it's a co-op board game uh, done by Matt Leacock. So you're going to notice some similar things to a pandemic vibe in there. 
<laughs> yeah, so it's basically um, <clears throat> the hood is like moving along his own track, like doing these schemes. And if he gets to enact any of these grand plans, it's an instant loss for the heroes, almost like kind of like the outbreak track of Pandemic. But when he got this Thunderbirds game, not only did he get Thunderbirds, he got like two expansions with it, all this other stuff. And what's a kind of cool idea is, you know, so it's like standard co-op deal, you know, like uh, solve these events, new events popping up all the time. If you don't solve the events and too many of them are on the board, you lose. If the hood enacts his plan, you lose. You know, like, you know, you have like multiple loss conditions and the only way you can win is to foil all of the hood's plans. Besides every character having like a special ability, there's like alternate versions of the characters for like even different abilities. The characters actually have vehicles. And so, you know, like in the pandemic, it's a classic, like, you know, like, oh, you just like, you know, go here, go there, do this, do that. In this game, you're actually using the vehicles. Like you need to like, you know, use, like take the jet to go to the spot. And the different vehicles have different movement speeds. And your characters are actually like little peg characters that you'll be switching between the vehicles all the time. And not only that, but like some of the challenges will be like, oh, you know, like if you have this person here, plus two, like, so all the resolution is a dice roll thing, right? And it's like a 2d6 system, but the dice only go one to five. And then the sixes, instead of sixes, are the hood. So not only do you not succeed, you can't like maximum succeed, but you can also advance the enemy track every time you roll. So it's like not great. Nice. And what's pretty fun, though, is like you'll be switching characters around. So you're like flying around like, you know, like uh, the continents, you're grabbing each other. You're like, oh, man, like, you know, I'm going to pick you up because I need you over here. So I get plus two to this check. And then, oh, but if we take the Thunderbird one, it'll be another plus two. And so you're like running around doing all these things. There's even a shuttle that you can take into an orbital station. And then there's like different spots in space that you can go to. And one of my favorite lines was like, you know, Howard's like, yes, I would love to go do this. But I don't want to leave Dan stranded in space by himself. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't like that. That wouldn't be fun. <laughs> but yeah, it has like all these like really like it's really fun and really different. Like it actually doesn't play like any other co-op game because of this whole notion of, all right, Kurt, I'm picking you up on my turn in the jet. There's only enough room for two. I need you here with me. But what's cool is when your turn comes up, you can now control the jet because if both of us are in it, either of us can pilot it. So there's like a lot, it's like, it feels super co-op-y instead of like quarterback co-op. Cause you know, in pandemic, it's the, oh, go here and take care of that. Or in like some of the other co-ops, like, oh, well, you know, go put out those fires. I need, you know, we need to get in there. In this game, it's like, well, I'll just pick you up and I'll take care of that. And then when you're, you know, when you're up, you go do whatever. Nice. So I thought that was a nice little twist. That pressure of the crises coming out every, after every single player's turn definitely makes you feel like you need to constantly be taking care of these things like oh this volcano erupted okay we got to go take care of this oh my god like these skyscrapers coming down we got to take care of this okay oh you know there's there's no one attack over here we have to take care of this so you're constantly involved in trying to put out all these fires and like stop all these you know like meltdowns or anything but the way it's handled is really really good and the last little uh pro of the game is now i know howard's gonna be mad if i don't get this one right I think it's the Thunderbird 1. It's like it would load up vehicles in the old show. And in the board game, you can actually pop the top off of the shuttle. And you can put up to two vehicles in it to move around on the board. That's cool. So, yeah. Which was, like, you know, hilarious and completely unnecessary. And definitely made the game, like, ten points better. 
So, <laughs> yeah, and and of course when we were playing, it's not like oh I'm just gonna move the pieces here and you drop them there. You had to put them in Thunderbird one, then you had to fly there, then you had to drop them off. Because you know that's how it would be on the show, so that's what we were doing. Nice. But it's so the game came out in 2015. So in board game years, that came out in uh, 1846. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> So it might be a little hard to find, but if you get a chance to play this somewhere, I actually really recommend it. Even with no knowledge of Thunderbirds, it was a super fun game for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always, I always, I, I watched a few episodes of that, and I always thought that was kind of cool. But it'd be, it'd be kind of, the board game sounds awesome. Plus, you know, with, with Matt Leacock, you really can't go wrong, so. Yeah, the, the king of co-op. That's right. I'll talk about one more game, lastly, from my side. There's a lot of games we've been playing lately, but we'll get to those. <laughs> but recently, because uh, just because I feel like talking about it because we had talked about it on a recent episode, I finally got to play Cosmic Run Regeneration by Dr. Finn Games. Very good. Um, man, I really like this game. Like, I like this game a little too much, which is saying... <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it, it's funny to say that, but, like... I'm like, it's not reinventing the wheel. You know, it really isn't. It's a dice chucker. It's got some other things happening mechanically with it. But, man, is it a bunch of fun. Holy smokes. You know, just being able to, you know, trying to get your planes to these planets to basically save them before they get blown up, you know, and, you know, doing it either... You know, competitively or cooperatively, which we actually did both in the same night, because we were just like, this game is so much fun, we have to do this. And how much harder it is to do it cooperatively, because when you're doing it cooperatively, instead of getting the most victory points at the end to win the game, you actually have to spend victory points to try to get there to, you know, to not get everything blown the hell up right away. And it creates a lot of tension, which can really you know, weighing hard on you, it's like, holy crap, we're never going to do this. I know. When you said you were playing the co-op, I'm, I really got to try that out soon now. Because oh we've only God. played the adversarial. Yeah. And I think we mainly play the adversarial because Kim likes just whooping on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And it's it it's crazy because it, it gives you less amount of stuff because, <clears throat> excuse me, when you collect the planet, you have to basically... If you're lucky, try to get your, you know, both of your planes closer to this planet because once you, once you, uh, what do they call it, colonizing the planet? I can't remember what they call it when you actually are on the planet. Like, like the like the discovery of it. Like when yeah, you're discovering the planet. Yes, you take that amount and then you plus or minus wherever the other person was, and then you divide it by two, and that's your points. And then. When you're trying to, another thing you can do before the next meteor phase is you can pay five victory points to save one of the planets for a round, or you can pay ten to save all of them for the round. Okay. And it's one of the, and if you get under zero victory points, get to, or no, if you get to negative victory points, then you, you also fail. So it's just like, it's just this constant, like, Crap, what do we do? We don't have that many victory points. Well, let's <laughs> well, let's save this one planet. Well, if we save this one planet, then it, it you know because it on the meteor card it goes for the one planet, and if it doesn't hit that planet, then it goes to the next one. If it doesn't hit that planet, it goes to a third planet. So it's like, okay, so I'm spending 5 to save this planet, but it could just this other one because we're already at 2 with this other one, but we say but we, you know, 
discovered this other planet, so we might get lucky and, you know, you know, it might hit that one, but you never know. It's just, it's a good mix of that, and I, I tip of the hat to Dr. Finn for, you know, really coming up with a great game. Like, you know, for something that could easily be just a boring dice roller, I mean, he really put a lot to it, and, you know, whoever playtested it for him and stuff like that, it it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like... I'm telling you, the, the way that he did that deck of where all the disasters can strike is pretty, it's pretty ingenious. And I do love it because you're like, like four planets. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, four planets are already gone. So we don't, oh, that's right. Now the fifth planet goes, okay, well, that thing's blown up. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to trying out the co-op mode. That actually sounds really, really good. Um, we might have to add that on to the ever-expanding list of things to play when you get here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so for me... Uh, as a quick wrap-up, once again, defended my crown in Lords of Waterdeep. Always fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, lost another game of Crusaders. So far, I'm like 0-4 in that game, but that's fine. <laughs> the, the thing that's really interesting is it's always somebody new whooping me. That's that's the part that I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. No, it's like this is my fourth time playing, and you're first. Why am I still losing? This is not grand. And yet, once again, uh, we got to play some more Cauldron, which was great. Uh, we're slowly adding in the expansions now because uh, we played the base game a lot of times. And like I think I mentioned, when Kim got it, she was like, I want all the stuff. So we're like, fine, let's get all the stuff. And um, so, you know, I, I told you about Cauldrons during the uh, Dreamation wrap-up. But one of the other things that's really cool is one of the expansions, uh, besides like Familiars, which give you like variable powers and like some of them give you new endgame scoring, there's also a phase of the moon deck. <laughs> nice. And what's really cool is it's the moon is actually cycling along and changing how things work each round. So like there's eight cards in the deck, you know, to represent the different phases of the moon, but again, like you know, uh first time designer, but this thing is really good. Uh I'm going to once again put an endorsement out for Cauldron Bubble and Boil. Try to play this. It, it's so low on the BGT thing. It's like there's only like 10 ratings. There's very few comments. But I, I really, I can't wait for you to get here and play this thing, man, because uh, it's going to be good stuff. And it's going to be just mean enough where I think you're going to want to try to pick it up yourself too. And, uh, and Tracy will like it because it'll be a new game to stop you in. And then uh, last but not least, a tiny touch on um, Villainous was really, really, really big when it came out. A lot of people were talking about that game, you know, the Target exclusive where... You get to play the Disney villains and finally try to take down the heroes once and for all. They made an expansion that's also standalone. So it's uh, Villainous, Rotten, uh, Wicked to the core. And it has Snow White and the Wicked Witch. It also has the Princess and the Frog, I believe, is the movie. Uh, Never seen that one. And then the last one is uh, Hades and Hercules. But yeah, once again, it's like really cool because you can play it by itself or combine it with the other villainous game. And the thing that I love is, you know, even though it's a game that has no shrink wrap and is just held closed by stickers, which everyone was like, why would you do this? I want my game's mint condition. But yep. like, oddly enough, awesome insert and, you know, everything. But um, if you were a fan of villainous and you always wanted there to be a little more for the game, it is available now. Uh Still absolutely gorgeous game. You know, it is fun. I, I do think it's a game, though, where nine times out of ten, everyone will always say, I was one move away from winning. 
And uh, I don't know if that's because of just awesome game balance or if the game makes sure that happens just because that's what villains pretty much always say at the end of any one of those movies. You know, it's like, oh, if I just got that lamp. Oh, if I only had five more minutes, you know, it's like, but yeah, so uh, available, and if you want to check that out, you can always go pick it up. And it, was, it wasn't it was bad. It's like 25 bucks or something, which lines up to the price of Villainous, because I think that was 50 for the 6 So a little more evil, wicked fun for people to mess around with. So, Kurt, one thing we did not play was any I Cut You Choose games. Yeah, that's true. Tragic. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, the reason why I thought about this I Cut You Choose thing is because... Uh, we talked about it when we talked about kind of the north. I played, was it, uh, me and Tracy and Logan actually played San Marco, a game that, you know, maybe some of us might not know that Alan Moon actually made before the ever awesome Ticket to Ride games. And this game is super fun. And it's one of those that I'll have to wait for it to, you know, not be 50 bucks for a game that was probably 30 to begin with. But, uh, Eventually, I'd like to grab a hold of it because it's one of those games where you're, you know, you're taking these diplomats and you're trying to get these territories and stuff like that. And these territories, when the there's this guy that visits them, and he, God, why can't I think of his name? The Diplo or the I think it's Diplo or something like that. I can't remember, but he looks like he looks like the, you know, he looks like like a monk or something like that, or like, geez, why can't I think it? He's, uh, like he's a pawn with or something. a hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like a pope or something like that. And when he comes and visits the spot where you have the most diplomats, then, you know, when you use these diplomat cards and you score points, the first player gets the the bigger amount, the second the second place gets uh, the second place amount. If you're tied for second, nobody gets points. But um, it's got this cool I, uh, I cut, you choose mechanism with cards where it's like, you want to, you know, it's got certain things that you can do, but <clears throat> it has this awesome mechanic too where the way it tells the rounds is by these number cards too. And I can't remember what the cards are called, but once you get up to 10 points, then that's the end of the round. And if some of the other people don't have 10 points, they actually get to take like an extra turn, I think, before the round's over or whatever. But it's a cool mechanism because we, when we played it, we played it with four players and the guy showing us when we did the I cut you choose, it was these you used your you your, your little markers for your colors or whatever, and you shook them up randomly and you dropped them out, and then it was one person cut for another player, and then another player cut for the fourth player. So it was kind of a cool little mechanism, and you know it feels like there's not you know the I cut you choose thing is oh you know it seems to always are almost always be with cards. It's not necessarily always with that, but like it always seems, or it almost always seems to be like that. Okay, can I maximize what I have with these cards to, you know, give myself something good and screw the other person over? Is it something where it's like I can trick the other person? Where it's like, okay, well, I it, this looks really good, but it's really not. You know, I don't know. It's just one of those that you know we talked about. It's not. It doesn't even have a. Uh, reference as a mechanic on BGG, so that's to me that's that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually looking at some of the pictures. The look like it looks like a lot more involving than what you would think. And I cut you choose has. I I do like all the uh, the bridges and such as the bits. Yeah, the bridges are awesome because when you put the bridges down too, you have to have a diplomat on them, and you then you don't have to pay more to get to a certain spot. Otherwise, you have to pay 
you have to pay more to get over other people's bridges and stuff like that. So that that's a cool mechanism too. Just one of those one of those hidden gems that I was I was we were very lucky that like you know this guy was just like, do you want to play a game? And we're like, yeah, cool. And he's like, I've got this game, San Marco. And we're like, wow, the cover looks super boring, but like, yeah, we'll play it, you know. And then and then I looked at the thing. I was like, it's Alan Moon. And then I looked at a thing that had a thrift store sticker that said 99 cents. And I'm like, you're a bastard. How did you get that? For-? He's like, my <laughs> wife bought it at a thrift store for 99 cents and thought I might like it. I'm like, that is amazing. You're lucky, lucky, lucky. And he's like, it's yours for only $45. Yeah, exactly. I'm selling it on BGG right now for $152. <laughs> Why the $2? I don't know. Well, you know, shipping. You That's get right. For the shipping, right. That's right. That sounds really cool. Yeah. See, no, this is awful because I looked at it and I'm like, this actually looks really cool and I want to play this. And I yes. also don't want to spend $50. Yeah, exactly. And you will, as soon as, if you ever get a chance to play it, you will be like, this game is awesome. So, um, so like one of the things that, uh, and it's, you know, a lot of people talk about like with I Cut You Choose, it seems to always tie into like food really well. And that's because apparently, like I never had this, like I was the youngest in the family. All my brothers and sisters were like a bit older. But apparently, like, with a lot of younger kids, when it comes down to the, like, his piece is bigger than mine, a lot of parents will do the I cut, you choose thing, where it's like, fine, you cut the piece of cake, but he gets to pick his first to ensure things being the most even. A friend of mine mentioned to me that actually used to go out in his house, and I'm like, man, I, I never had that. I was like, I was the only kid, so I got all of the cake. But the food mechanism, in turn, plays a lot in these games, like piece of cake, which, and... Kurt and I were joking about this before the recording. Apparently, Piece of Cake later on became New York Slice. Besides that, there's also, like, you know, a few other food, like, you know, concepts like this, like Sunday, uh, Sunday Split, you know, things of that nature. Food just seems to tie into a lot of these games frequently, you know, uh, which is kind of why the fact that San Marco doesn't tie into food makes it even better in my book. Uh, we may be having slight audio difficulties here. No, we're good. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was afraid. <laughs> I just had nothing. I had nothing to add. <laughs> I love the it because I saw your face too. You're like, oh shit, what happened? I'm like, I have, I have nothing. The story of our show. I had nothing to add. <laughs> and you know, we were mentioning uh, a little while ago about sword crafters. How you know the I cut you choose in that is actually really cool because it's you're using swords to cut and to choose, which is a nice touch. And you're getting multiple cuts, which usually doesn't ha- happen in an I cut you choose game. Yeah, and it's also the fact that the first player to cut also is the first. God, shots fired. The first player to cut is also the first player to choose, which doesn't happen a lot in these games. Yeah, yeah, it's usually it's usually yeah. like when you're talking about the the kid thing, it's usually the I cut you choose, and then the you know the last player gets to go first or whatever. One that I liked a bit, and it's. Because, like, uh, the main, like one of the other reasons we wanted to talk about this mechanism is, you know, you're always interested in the evolution of a mechanism. Like, when games do something a little different, right? Yeah. So, like, Thieves Market from TMG, you're basically, you know, committing these highs to gain all these, like, different, like, resources and stuff. And you're using those to buy out these cards. Like, that's where the real victory points are. So, in that game, you roll the dice, and you get to pick as many of those as you want right so i can be like i'm taking six of these nine dice but then you go and you can either you know take your own split from the pool or take my cut and then you have to return one die to the 
So it's kind of like this idea of like, you know what? I like what you chose a lot. So much, in fact, I'm going to take it from you, you know? <laughs> Hence, thievery. Yeah, and it's like, it, it works out pretty well. Like, it's an interesting idea. It mixes up the, you know, the style just enough where you're like, oh, you know, like this, Jesus, Lord dog. <laughs> um, it mixes it up enough where you're like, oh, this is a cool idea, you know, something a little different. And the other thing, too, with these market is, you can sometimes find that game for like four bucks on cool stuff because that's another one of those TMG games where it's like, you know, like regular price twenty four ninety five, deal deal of the day four ninety five. You know, <laughs> the classic TMG deal where it's like, uh, how about I don't know eighty percent off? Is that enough? <laughs> but I, I'm always like curious about like what else can they do with this? Because I'm wondering if maybe that's why BGG doesn't have it as a listing as a mechanism or something like. Is it, you can only do so much with it, and so few games can pull it off that, you know, that's why it's not listed. And I was kind of curious about, like, what about, like, you know, what if there was a I Cut You Choose of, like, a little off the top, right? So it's a game where you can either, like, take your own cut or take one item from each previous player's cut, and that's your thing now. Yeah. You know, something like that. Another thing I thought of, too, is, like, you know, these games where, you know, people are play, playing cooperatively and then, like, another person is playing, like, the bad guy or the story. Why couldn't you have, like, you know, even if it's, like, a superhero theme where, like, the villain is, like, okay, you have to choose between this and this. What do you want? I'll give you, you know, this amount of this or this amount of that. You decide, you know? Or, you know, is it something where, you know, it's, like, a, you know, I can think of, like, a... Not a fantasy game, but like kind of a fantasy theme game where it's like it's like a demon, and it's like okay, I'm gonna give you or like a Arkham Horror thing where it's like okay, I'm gonna give you these choices. I'm gonna give you you know this set of you know this many cards or like this many story pieces. You can decide to take this or you can decide to take that. You know I don't know is is that a truly I cut you choose thing or you know or is it something completely different? Maybe it's something they can't really define. Yeah, it's it's. It's something that could definitely use with a little more exploration. And, and again, we were, like, making a few jokes, like, because there is a BGG thread noting, like, games that use this mechanism and everything. And some of the choices are really questionable. Like, my, my favorite was when we were talking about Isle of Sky, where it's like, well, I set the price and you either buy it from me or I pay to keep it. I don't define that as an I cut, you choose. <laughs> <laughs> It's more like nobody cuts and you make a decision, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. So. It's really hard to fathom. what. And, and, and another thing, when you're talking about Thieves Market, too, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, like a, di a dice game is something that could easily be, I think, done with the I cut, you choose thing. You know, even if it's not, you know, everything has a number, everything could have a symbol, you know, everything could have something pertaining to that where it's like, okay, you know, you could have a little bit of this or a little bit of that to help you succeed in this or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's, you know what? It's a, uh, it's something that I wouldn't mind seeing in a few more titles. I'm just, I'm curious if it is something that can only go so far though. Yeah. It's like where it's like, if you like, is there, is there ever a time that you're going to be like, man, you know what? I want to play the, you know, like I split, you choose mechanic night. <laughs> Nothing but I split you chooses. Let's do this. Yeah. You know? Well, the guy, like, the, the guy that was teaching us San Marco, he said that his daughter plays games with him and she's 
I love his love his explanation. Shows that he's like, oh, she's she's brilliant and and creative and stuff like that. It's really cute. It wasn't like in a like, oh, my daughter is very smart and very creative. It was like very like proud dad moment, and he's just very nice guy. So he was like, she hates that. She think he, she thinks the I cut you choose thing is stupid. She's and I'm like, she must be either the first kid in a row of kids or the only kid because it's like Dan said, I want it all. I don't give a crap what you want. Tis mine, I take it all. That's Any right. Any questions? <laughs> What's next? That's what I'm curious about, man. Like, uh, So the thing is, do you think there's something that... Uh, by the way, one other thing I do love on this list is stockpile. Kind of, sort of, maybe? <laughs> uh, there... It's it's like a split I choose, but you also have to be able to pay for it. <laughs> nice. Because if you only have eight thousand and this stack is ten thousand, there's no choice. You no longer choose. You you don't get. But yeah, I would like to kind of see where this goes. I'm wondering if they can tie this into something else. Like I'm wondering if there'll ever be a like trick taking game or something that ties into some of this, or you know, or even like a like. Do you think there can ever be something with like a co-op concept you know where it's like as opposed to like i split you choose it's like i split you lose where it's like okay i you know like i put these like a you know like a one versus many like i'm putting these disasters out which one do you guys want to deal with you know oh my god that would be awesome like in that thunderbirds game or something it's like okay you have your choice of this game and this horror or these three horror which one do you want to lose to heroes (laughs) all right kurt (laughs) Uh, TMTM on I Split, You Lose. Let's start making a game right now. Let's yeah, do that. Exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. We're going to have to make sure we edit this part out before until I get my, uh, my, my trademark license in and everything. That's this is right. ours. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so, you know, what do you think? What, you know, do you think that this I Cut, You Choose thing is an actual mechanic that, you know, is something that's prevalent? Do you think it's just something that's just a a part of different games and it doesn't really just, you know, deserve to be a mechanism, you know, let us know, you know, let us know on Twitter and on our Facebook page. Yeah. And if there's like an awesome title that you think is like, you know, the epitome of this uh, mechanism and we didn't mention it, let me know. Cause I wouldn't mind finding out more of these. That's right. And also if you, thanks for staying at the end of this episode. And if you are looking to get, grab yourself a copy of mint 10 mini skullduggery, I, I have a very easy thing for you to do. Just go to subquark.com, check out their games, and tell me, uh, tell us on Twitter or on Facebook, at MFGCast on Twitter, or go to our Facebook page, and just let us know how many games and what the names are of the Mint 10 miniseries, and we'll send you out a copy. Ooh, yeah. I like it, Kurt. Yep. Easy. Easy, people. All you have to do is use Google. Come on now. So... Well, hopefully you will get a nice little game in your hand, something you can actually fit into your pocket and take anywhere. I mean, that's awesome. Can't wait. Yep. That's right. So until next time, I'm Kurt. And this is D. Wyatt. And this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.